Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast. Coming in. Take a seat. Not there. That's my special time, Ottoman. Thanks to our patrons, including new pal, the enigmatic Ziggy, and old friends, Scribbles and Carlo. Hello, and welcome to a Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. And I'm Paper. Today's RPG idea is... Geist, but you lay ghosts to rest by tucking them in, making them hot chocolate, and telling them a bedtime story. So, I'm not familiar with Geist, but this just gave me the warm fuzzies. Yeah, so Geist is, it's one of the World of Darkness games, uh, one of the Chronicles of Darkness games to avoid nerds filling up our inbox. Um, where but that's you... what our inbox is for. Fair enough. Feel free to fill up our inbox with, inbox with discussions on Geist. Uh, basically, you're tasked with preventing ghosts from wrecking hever- havoc in the real world, living world. <laughs> but that's not hugely important. The point is laying ghosts to rest by giving them a little nap. The thing I like is like so much ghost hunting, and this is genuinely why... I don't like watching things like um, that BuzzFeed one. Is it so aggressive and antagonistic to the ghosts that are largely just like Death. hanging out? They're just hanging out because that's where they died and their soul can't move on. That's not their fault. Yeah, like, I mean, ghosts are like, of all the supernatural creatures, ghosts are the ones which are most fundamentally just a guy. Yeah. Like they've not they're not cursed to feed on people or anything like that. They're they're just they're just people, but you know, less bodily. Like even the ones that are being aggressive, traditionally it's because they've been through some shit. Like a ghost is a soul with PTSD. Ghost therapist. That is how you lay ghosts to rest. You give them counselling. Hmm. I I support the ghost therapist. Is the ghost therapist also a ghost, is my question. Think... You know, because, like, you want a therapist who's been through some of the same stuff you've yeah, been through. Yeah, I feel through. like the ghost therapist was a therapist mm-hmm. that tried to save ghosts, but, like, didn't quite have, like, the understanding. And then was hit, and they're, like, you know, their unfinished business is their desire to be a good ghost therapist. And then they're hit by a bus. <laughs> and then they're like, ah, now I can fulfill my unfinished business. Presumably the way that they avoid getting, to use a phrase from BBC Ghosts, soaked off um, after successfully helping their first patient, I guess, um, is just they want to save all of the ghosts. Yeah. So they cannot, they have to be the last ghost to move on. I mean, like, you know, it does, there is the question of, like, more abstract, like, I want to be a great artist. Like, have I fulfilled that when I've done one great work of art? Or, you know, at what point do I become a great artist? Well, the way that you phrased it was help ghosts move on. Yeah. So the like, pedant in me says as soon as they've helped two. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that, like, the Grim Reaper comes down and you have to pedantically explain whether or not you fulfilled your unfinished business. If you don't want to move on yet, you're just like, ah, but you see. 
I also like to say you were when you died, Grimreaper just shows up and gives you an unfinished business. You like draw one out of a hat and you either commit to finishing it or you move on. Yeah, and it's like, you can stay on Earth, but you do have to create the world's largest wheel of cheese. <laughs> You're intangible. Good luck. <laughs> old ghosts just... Old ghosts just have a random task because Death thinks it's funny. <laughs> I like the idea that this is like... How you earn your place in heaven? Yeah, is you have, which I think this is the plot of several films. Is you have to do a good deed after you died, except that it's a very specific deed. Like God works in mysterious ways, and the divine plan demands that you wear this hat for six months straight, or you will go to hell. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Like your, I'm just your... picturing ghosts in a succession of silly hats. This is this has gone beyond this. Like, video doesn't work in an audio medium. This is just in my own brain, amusing myself now. Subscribe to our Patreon, and we'll give you direct access to mod to Paper's brain. But yeah, no, whether you go to heaven or hell is completely unrelated to your deeds or beliefs in life. It's entirely based on how well you do the final task that death gives you. It's just, it's just afterlife taskmaster. Yeah. If you get the, if you get the most points, afterlife Greg Davis comes down and tells you you can go to heaven. Like afterlife Greg Davis is a separate person to Greg Davis. <laughs> Well, yeah, obviously, because that's regular life, Greg Davis. <laughs> Post-life, pre-life, and during life all have a Greg Davis. <laughs> there are reverse ghosts who have an unfinished business they have to fulfill before being born. You are halfway to the plot of Boss Baby. That is all of our all of our RPGs ultimately head towards the boss baby singularity. We're liking those black hole models where we're just orbiting it but never quite falling in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so also I just like the idea that ghosts have to be laid to rest in the sense of literally getting them to sleep. I know exactly one RPG where the premise is people with insomnia are more likely to become ghosts. Which RPG is that? I'm curious. Uh, it's called In Dark Alleys. It's one of those ones which has both very good parts and very bad parts. It mm -hmm. has an interesting cosmology, but also, if you're non-binary, you turn into a magical gender monster. Um, this feels like one for us to do an RPG review episode of. Maybe. We do need to expand out our homebrew now that Wizard of the Coast is making all of it illegal. <laughs> Make a note on the dock, we need to review this game. Yeah, um, probably bad RPG ideas. Screw over us specifically. <laughs> I'm just knocking things on the floor, apparently. Um, the other thing I'm just is wondering, like, is the reason that ghosts have been around for so long that first we needed to establish hot chocolate as opposed to like south american spicy chocolate drink so those are distinct things mm. and then we need to find a way 
to get the get that to the ghosts who again are largely intangible. Okay, so you're you're not so it's not that we need to get the OC, but we need to specifically make them a hot chocolate and tell them a bedtime story. Yes, this is why poltergeists <laughs> are rare. It's easier to give them hot chocolate. I just I'm just imagining like just this ghost looking sadly over this pile of broken mugs as you hand another one open and it just falls through their hands. <laughs> Old ghosts are sad. Like, yeah, I guess like it might go back to the loophole thing of how broadly do you define hot chocolate? The issue is less that and how broadly do you define give? Yeah. Like, do they have to physically take it or can you just like leave it on an altar or something? Me showing up to the haunted house with a fire hose full of hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is like holy water, it just banishes ghosts. I mean, it lays my spirit to rest. I, I think, sorry, we're just froze at like... Anyway, so Mod Paper's been a ghost this whole time. I'm just a ghost inside of a meat suit. The ghost will come oh. out later when it's good and ready. It needs to ripen. I'm a meat suit inside of a ghost. Weird. Yeah. None of you can see me. None of you can refute this. The two genders. <laughs> I'm actually a philosophical zombie and I have no soul or internal mental life. But yeah, laying ghosts to rest. <laughs> yeah, so I think... Because I think tucking the ghost in is also going to be a problem. Because you need a bed. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be the ghost's own bed? Because, you know, a lot of people don't sleep very well when it's not their own bed. Yeah, I think I think it would have to depend on what the ghost's um, sleeping habits in life were. Mm -hmm. If I came back as a ghost, I'd be screwed because I don't sleep. It doesn't say they have to sleep. It just says you have to tuck them into bed. Hmm. I guess it has to be like their sleeping ritual. So I guess that would be okay ah. if, if it wasn't hmm. their bed. Like, I did come with the idea of just, like, a ghost of a child, because, you know, that's always the start of a fun joke. Uh, the ghost of a child who can't sleep without their teddy bear. And I just, I just like the idea of ghosts. To be fair, that's a lot of, like, real-life ghost stories. Like, there's hmm. one in Edinburgh, in uh, Mary King's Close, that's meant to be this little girl who, you know, she's very sad, so people leave. There's this whole room full of, like, cuddly toys that people have left her. Because someone gave her a teddy bear once and that calmed her down. So now there's this whole room of teddy bears and things that people have left for her. Mm. And that's just really adorable. So, like, your your idea is not that outlandish. We're learning so much about ghosts today. <laughs> also, you can bring someone back as a ghost by playing an air horn next to their corpse to wake them up. There must be a game in which that's canon. Mm, it's called Real Life. The game of life. No one. Does, it's just that no one ever thinks to do that while playing the game mm. of life. I also think there should be the inverse of like necromancers can reanimate you when you go to sleep. I mean, again, there is the thing of like you're vulnerable to witches and wizards and things in your sleep, which necromancer for a lot of history did just mean mm. any wizard. So I, I feel like you keep stumbling into like actual folklore by accident. Sadly, 
all folklore is a probably bad RPG idea. There we go. That's filled our inbox. <laughs> <laughs> all folklore sucks. No, the way to really fill our inbox is to say all folklore sucks, including the Taylor Swift album. Taylor Swift, if you'd like to start internet beef with us. <laughs> I haven't listened to it, but that's mostly because I don't like any Taylor Swift. Our inbox is ready. <laughs> I, I would recommend picking Paper as the one to fight in an Applebee's car park. Is that because I'm probably better at fighting than yeah, you? Yeah, that's the that's the reason. <laughs> it's it's purely because I've got a better chance of winning, and not because you don't want to be the one that gets beaten up. <laughs> Shall we move on to questions before the Swifties execute us? Now we've challenged Taylor Swift to fist fight us at Applebee's. Uh, our first question is anonymous. How do you come up with insetting holidays? I don't world building is for nerds. Hi. Um, so I, I have two different approaches depending on how I'm feeling at the time. Like actually three approaches. There's basing it on real world holidays. Like every D&D setting, including mine, um, has like, let's celebrate the winter solstice. There's an eclipse, let's do a thing. So this is my theory, and I'll get back to, like, get back to theory, but this is my theory that it's just a multiversal law that every society develops a Christ like every timeline develops a Christmas analogue, regardless of whether or not Christianity or Jesus ever existed in that timeline. Because it does explain a lot of fiction. Looking at you, C.S. Lewis. Um, but I mean, the thing is, if you have a society which has a like significant winter, mm. it's not unreasonable that they would mark that in some way. Like you, often, like the same as you mm. get spring festivals in many, many cultures. The second approach, which I enjoy, is I have made this society. What is important to them? They should celebrate it. Like, again, looking at my own D&D setting, I have a society that's very into the sea and proving that you're stronger. So they have a beach day where they do competitions with, like, ocean sports because that made sense to me. The third approach, which I feel is the most probably bad of the three, but is also great fun, is I think there should be a festival right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> most of the festivals I come up with are entirely, hey, wouldn't it be cool if X was doing Rai right now? This is the day that all, el all orcs, like, paint you green and push you down a hill. Why? I don't know. It's it's non-orc bullying day because <laughs> the story requires it. Uh, all orcs like orcs have seven different bullying days. Elves have eight. <laughs> but that's the thing. If if it's like, hey, it is X date on the in-game calendar, and 
it would be really great for the plot that I want to do if there was a festival happening in town. What does this town do? It's now having a festival about it. Welcome to the Elf Smug Condescension Day. <laughs> As part of our tradition, we sponsor old questions by going, <laughs> and robbing a monocle. It's just, like, it's not a bad idea, except for possibly Smug Condescension Day. Yeah. But I think it's the closest to the probably bad spirit to just go, it's a party now, because I said so. Like, so I feel like these are building into, like, you know, the species tradition, but I feel like you should do the opposite of, it's the day that halflings cut a bitch. <laughs> Every halfling has a knife. It's the fucking halfling purge! Yeah, you just show up in, like, the, the, the Shire, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's Purge Day, and all the halflings draw in knives. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the fourth way, implement the Purge in all your RPGs. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a festival, right? Every civilization, every civilization has a Purge. Like, technically the Purge is a festival. <laughs> Which means you can potentially define it as a holiday, so it fits the parameters of the question. We've had first gutting, but what about second gutting? <laughs> That's when you remove the upper organs. I think I've just established, like... I really love this idea if you go to the Halfling village and they all just are attacking each other with machetes. I think you need to run this one shot in the Patreon server. Uh, orcs have reverse purge where they where you show up at the orc camp and they're all sitting there having high tea. I'm imagining full like Georgian fop outfits yeah. and the white face paint and the big wigs and everything. Yeah, they're all talking in highly refined upper class British accents, despite Britain not existing in this setting. And then the halflings burst in and steal all their stuff. Oh no, reverse purge and purge falling on the same day. It only happens once a century. Reverse purge and purge falling on the same day and you've got a date with a halfling and an orc and you need to go to both of them without them realising. Dwarves have an awkward rom-com misunderstanding festival. Presumably the player character is a dwarf in this situation. Yeah. Uh, not many people know that dwarf culture is highly into rom-coms, but it is. Dwarven society was based entirely around a profound misunderstanding of Clueless. <laughs> okay. Gnomes have one, one festival day a year, and it's the year they all sit down and do their taxes. So I feel like now we're pushing the definition of festival. No, because like gnomes always, you know, their life is always a festival because they're all jokes and pranks and so forth. So on special days, they sit down, tidy their room, do their taxes and pass laws and do other things civilization needs. I like it. They have one day a year where they're like, we live in a society. <laughs> we live in a society day. They are all dressed as clowns. None of them really understands why, but it's tradition, and they live mm. in a society, so they follow the tradition. The Gnome Society was founded by the Joker. It was a whole isekai situation. 
as a society where gamers are no longer oppressed. <laughs> uh, so I hope you enjoy these festival ideas. I think we've gone beyond probably bad. This is just imprisonable RPG Pro ideas. Only imprisonable RPG ideas. Eat your GM. <laughs> Second add-on question. What RPGs do you guys recommend? This is such a vague question. I had to include it. Mm. I mean, what, what, you, what do you want? I would recommend that. So there's an RPG called Normality, which you've either never heard of or you are like, oh my god, it's that one, where the premise is that the rule book is a 120-page Dardarist exercise of a surreal description of an alternate history where nothing makes any sense, and your character creation is to choose seven random sentences from that book and use those to make your character... And I feel you should only play that one. I mean, if you only play one RPG, it at least seems like an interesting time. Mm. But yeah, um, I would recommend D&D, &D, but legally I'm not sure if I'm allowed to anymore. I think if I had to just pick one, it would probably be Fate. Because mm. then you can just kind of glue it onto whatever yeah. it is you're planning to do. Yeah, okay, so if we're doing this as like... You've been kidnapped by some evil genius and they are commanding that you only play one RPG ever again for the rest of your life. Which I assume it is. Uh, the GM, the um, animal didn't specify, but I assume that's what they were aiming for. Mm -hmm. Like, hmm. Yeah, I think Fate would be the best generic one. Well, my but thinking like... is at some point you're going to want to try a different genre or setting, so you mm. want something relatively generic. Yeah, I think I would also possibly, because, like, I like Monster of the Week. That's probably, like, my favourite favorite RPG that I actually play. But I don't know if I want to only play Monster of the Week ever again. Yeah, because Monster of the Week is quite a specific situation, really. Yeah. Like, you could probably expand it out using different settings, but eventually you want to play something more, less buffy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, no, I know what I would choose. So I choose GURPS, um, which has like... Strong choice, okay. Hear me out. So it has like two 600-page rule books. Mm -hmm. And when the evil genius comes down to look at it, I hit them with the rule books, and then I run for it. So Okay, GURPS, so, so you're GURPS, picking GURPS as an escape strategy. Yeah, GURPS has like the biggest rule books and thus will make the most effective bludgeoning weapon when it comes to escaping this Saw movie RPG trap. Let's say hypothetically. Oh no. It wasn't a Saw movie style situation and someone just wanted to decide what RPG to play. Uh that sounds ludicrous. Um I think well yeah, like I said, Monster of the Week is my favourite one, but it's very specific. Um but I'm going with it anyway, Monster of the Week. May I may I suggest upcoming RPG Kymus? May I suggest subscribing to our Patreon and getting access to our homebrew and paying those ones? That That's more than one game. Plenty of, plenty of RPGs for you to play as you figure out a way <laughs> to escape from the RPG dungeon. But yeah, like, 
I don't know. I I picked this question because it's so hard to answer, and now I'm suffering the consequences. Um, it depends what you want out of a game. Well, hmm. So I would so I would suggest not D and D because mm. D and D is actually quite a specific game system. So unless you want to play that, don't do D and D. Um, how's that for a controversial opinion? If and you get past the Taylor <laughs> Swift guys, you can send that to our inbox too. Um, like I guess I would recommend Fate if it's just I want to play an RPG. What RPG? Mm. I don't know and I don't care. I want to play an RPG. But like, if someone has gone up to you in the street with a gun and like make an RPG campaign for me, why do all of my solutions? imply that add-on is being I mean, I, I don't know, but it's probably RPG. the same reason that half of the non-submitted ideas are probably bad RPG ideas involve acts of violence against players. <laughs> I crave violence. I know I've changed my earlier opinion. Not Come at the me, fans. Swift. Taylor Swift herself. Yeah, you're fighting the fans. I'm okay. fighting Taylor Swift. Oh, I will do my best. I do have a sword now. I think. I feel we're sort of escalating back to probably imprisonable RPG ideas. Um, but come at me, <laughs> please don't come, come at, at me. I have a sword. <laughs> This this is why we formed this like partnership is that you do yeah. the fighting and I post things on Tumblr. <laughs> this is a completely proportionate <laughs> distribution of responsibilities. My job is to fill up the queue. Just the one man. I'm not sure which yet, but I'm ready. Yeah. Is it Greg Davis? <laughs> one day a man will come to our. <laughs> one day we will fight Greg Davis. And Taylor Swift, apparently, with swords in a car park. Uh, if we get 10,000 patrons, we will attack Holly, we will attack superstar Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't have one of those, I have a, a rapier. If you're narrow you enough, know, every sword is a broadsword. Hmm. We will push rocks on ourselves until we are extremely narrow and then attack people with a rapier slash broadsword. I for legal purposes, I have no re I have no desire to For illegal purposes. I do. Um <laughs> Please don't send Taylor Swift to beat us up. Like, We'll probably get a lot more patrons. Us. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. We have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I hope that answered your question, which I believe was what celebrity um, can I fist fight? Yeah, patreon.com slash probably bad RPG ideas. If you want access to a Discord server, bonus episodes, short RPGs made by Pencil and Editor Nick, and a mysterious fourth thing, depending how Monday goes. Um, yeah. Watch this space. 
if you have a question, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com or message on Tumblr at probablybadrpgideas or for what increasingly seems like a limited time only, bad probably on Twitter. And, and remember, remember to have, have a probably, probably bad, bad day. day. Bye.